0: There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel N. Keppel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral Colleagono. Bishop Intepo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lydell Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral, Collegiate. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs, and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message.
1: You are wonderful, Lord. You are beautiful, Lord. You are glorious, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for the wonderful opportunity that we have to be in your presence. We love you and we bless you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence and your guidance today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I'm still pressing on to speak on the subject of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is the most Important person in your life. Now look at me, everybody. You know this message about the Holy Spirit. You should open your two ears like this. Do you understand it? And you should not you should you should not miss the opportunity to hear about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, eh? It's not air. He's not air. He's not some force somewhere. James, how are you? He's not some force somewhere. He's not some wind somewhere. The Holy Spirit is not some animal somewhere. The Holy Spirit is not uh, something that is passing by. The Holy Spirit is a real person. Lift up your right hand. Say, the Holy Spirit is a real person. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is a real person. Yes. Now, this world, listen to me, this world is made up of spirits and physical things. They are, they are, they are, they are spirit beings and then they are physical beings. We have two realms in our world. Things that we don't see, but they are there. We don't see God, but God is there. Yes. Do you understand it? We don't see angels physically, but angels are there. We don't see demons, evil spirits, but evil spirits are there. Do you understand it? So, so, but we see the speaker, then we see the pews, then we see fellow human beings. All right. So the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of God, He's a person who is living in every born again Christian, and He's with you to help you in your life. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Amen. All right. So he is the most important person because he's the one he's the one that Jesus said, "When I go, all right, I'll ask the Father to send you another helper." John chapter fourteen and verse. 16. Look at it again. John chapter 14 and verse 16. Amen. Hallelujah. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. And the word comforter it means helper. So Jesus said when I go I will pray to the Father to send you Another helper. So the Holy Spirit is the helper who is in your life. When I woke up this morning, I said to us, the Holy Spirit, this is another day for the work of God. Help us. Because you are the helper. Amen. And already I can sense that he is helping us. The weather is so beautiful. Amen. The weather is so beautiful. He's helping us. So it is very important for you as a Christian to know a lot of things about the Holy Spirit. Because, look at me. Look at me. Can you imagine that? You are living a very poor life. You are living a very, very poor life. I mean, since you we were born, when you are going to school, there's no money. You have to work. When you go to school, they are always sacking you from school fees, embarrassing you. When exams come, you are just about to write. You have studied. They said, no, no, you can't write. Go out. Go out. Go out. So you have not paid your fees. Go and bring half. Then you can pay. And can you imagine that in the midst of all that, in the midst of all that, you see, you have been telling yourself, if my father was alive, you know, it's because I lost my father. But can you imagine that? Okay. Right there. Right there. In your room where you sleep. When your father died, he left you Gold bars. Gold bars. There's a table there. The gold bars are packed. there, but because time has gone, the dust and this has fell on it. Is, you see so you can't see the shining. face so if you have been passing they're always insult who has put this thing here? And all that. Gold bars. And when you sell one, eh? when you sell one, you have 250,000 US dollars. And lying there in your room are 10 gold bars. 2.5 million US dollars for you. And the reason why you have been poor they have sacked you from school. You have not been able to develop your business. You know, no woman have accepted to marry you It's because it's because you don't have money. And the reason why you don't have money is because even though those gold bars are right there, you don't know what a gold bar is. You don't know. So your poverty is not because you don't have blessings financially, but you don't know that 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 is lying down there is the source of your great financial blessing. Do you understand? The Holy Spirit is the greatest helper that God has sent into our lives. As a student, He can help you to study. As a pastor, He can help you to have a successful ministry. As a business person, he can help you to do business well. Jesus said, I am sending you another helper. But the problem with most of us is that we don't know him. And we don't know about him. And therefore, even though he's there, the Holy Spirit is of no use to us. How many of you understand that? Do you understand it? That is why we are sharing on eight things that every Christian must know about the Holy Spirit. Now, last week, if you remember, I gave you one Is that not so? And the first thing that I said you should know about the Holy Spirit was that only believers in Christ can have the Holy Spirit. How many of you were in church last week? Let me see your hand. Can I see your hand? You were in church last week. Okay, majority of you were in church last week. Only believers in Christ can have the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alright. Unbelievers cannot have the Holy Spirit. And remember when the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples, the apostles, in the upper room, and they started speaking in tongues, and the Holy Spirit gave them the supernatural ability to speak in the languages of the people who were gathered in Jerusalem. The people were so amazed and they asked, how is it possible that these people who are Galileans can speak in our languages? And Peter explained to them that we are not drunk, alright? It is too early to be drunk. But what we are seeing here, the explanation is in the Holy Spirit who we have just received. The Holy Spirit that we have just received is the one that has given us the supernatural ability to speak in your languages. Hallelujah. Alright. And he went on to explain to them in Acts chapter 2 from verse 38 how they could also receive this Holy Spirit. And he told them, repent. Look at it, I think. Alright? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins." Okay? Keep the scripture there. So what he was saying is that, okay, if you want the Holy Spirit, there is one thing that you have to do. You have to repent of your sins. Your sins must be washed away. You must be born again. Alright, then it says, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So it is only when somebody has become a child of God, a believer, that the person can receive the Holy Spirit. So when you go to school, or you go to the office, and Unbelievers are fooling around and they are speaking in tongues. Or you are watching you know uh, how do you call it? Concert party or drama or something and somebody is playing the role of a pastor in his white gown and he's speaking in tongues. Don't be confused. Alright? Don't be confused. It does not mean that the person is a believer and what the person is speaking are tongues of devils hallelujah amen are you seeing that today I want to continue and I am giving you the second thing that every believer should know about the Holy Spirit amen so the second thing that every believer should know about the Holy Spirit Alright? All those who don't have the spirit of God are not the children of God. Write it down. All those who don't have the spirit of God are not the children of God. Wow. All those Who are not all those who don't have the Spirit of God? All right, are not the children of God. All those who don't have the Spirit of God are not the children of God. Now, this is different from the first one. The first one we said that only believers can have the Holy Spirit. Now, this one we are saying that. All those who don't have. Which means that in the world, you can divide the world into two. Those who have the Spirit of God and those who don't have the Spirit of God. How many of you understand that? Okay. You can divide the whole world into two. Look at me. To my right. So this is the division line. To my right, this way, are the people who don't have the Spirit of God. And this way, are the people who have the Spirit of God. All those who don't have the Spirit of God, including Pastor Isaac and Pastor Jesus and the rest, okay, in this example, alright, are not the children of God. Amen. It simply means they don't belong to God. Turn your Bible with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Open your Bible, everybody. Otherwise, Christians are not going to learn how to open Bible anymore. Romans chapter 8. We are reading verses 8 and 9. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not watch it. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ he is none of his. I see that Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If you don't have the Spirit of Christ, if you don't have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you are not a child of God. This morning, maybe somebody invited you to church, or you came on your own, And you don't have the spirit of God. You are not a child of God. But thank God. That today you have the opportunity to become a child of God. At the right time. I'm going to ask you to surrender your life to the Lord. And that is your opportunity. To become a child of God. Brothers and sisters. What marks you out as a child of God. Is the Holy Spirit. That dwells in your heart. The Holy Spirit that dwells in your heart is what marks you. It's a mark. It's a mark. It's a mark. Okay? In your life that you are a child of God. Amen. God in heaven has no difficulty to identify his children amongst us and his children in the world. One million people can gather at a place. God doesn't find it difficult to identify who are his children and who are not his children. Because those who have the Holy Spirit, that is the mark that they are his children. Amen? Amen? It is very important that you open your heart to Jesus. Because when you open your heart to Jesus and accept him as Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God comes to dwell in you and marks you as a child of God. If you don't have the Spirit of God, you are not his child. And this is what Jesus... You know, try to explain to Nicodemus. When Nicodemus eh, visited Jesus Christ in the middle of the night. Look at John chapter 3 from verse 1. Nicodemus was uh, a Jewish ruler. Part of the, the priests. Okay? That ruled over the people of Israel. The Bible said that there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, very, very, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Keep it there. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How many of you want to see the kingdom of God? The Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is God's well. God's place. God's people. God's reign. Hallelujah. I you getting that. Eh? Heaven. The people of God. Angels. God. The throne of God. The power of God. The blessings of God. That is the kingdom of God. Amen. And then there's the kingdom of this world. And if you want to see the kingdom of God, anybody who is here, who wants to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. Jesus said unto him, very, very, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. Except a man be born again. Except a man be born again. Which means that, which means that without being born again, without yielding your life to Jesus, without surrendering your life to Jesus, this morning, maybe you are sitting here, All right, you are living your own life, you are walking in darkness. As a young man, nobody can control you. Because, uh, you are moving, doing all kinds of things of your life. Drinking, smoking weed, taking drugs, stealing, lying. You are a young lady, you are using your life, you are using yourself. Adults are sleeping with you. Married men are taking you out and you are very happy. You sit on the motorcycles of big men and they drive you out. As a young lady, you are 15 years, 16 years, 17 years. You have two boyfriends, three girlfriends. You, You don't care about the things of God. You know? You say, oh, I'm myself. I get what I'm saying. No. You are walking in darkness. But there is hope. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, You can see the kingdom of God. But to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. Hallelujah. Amen. May you seize the opportunity today. I said, may you seize the opportunity today. I said, may you seize the opportunity today. Hallelujah. Huh? Now, continue. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered very, very, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. So this is what Jesus was trying to tell Nicodemus. That you need to be born of the spirit of God. Then you can now see and enter the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Physical birth gives us human life. But once the Holy Spirit gives birth to you, you now have the life of God. Hallelujah. How many of you understand that? So when you are born physically, you have human life. But the kingdom of God cannot be assessed. Through human life, you need the life of God. You need the life of Christ. And once the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in your heart, you now have the life of God. And as Christians, we must understand this. We must pray that sinners will receive Christ so that they will receive His Spirit in order for them to become the children of God. That is why we need to witness and tell people that Jesus loves them. That is why every Saturday we have multiplication campaign. We do outreaches. Door to door. carnivals, Crusades. Do you understand it? Outreaching to status. Because as Christians we know. As Christians we know that Unless they have the spirit of God. People in the world... You see, people in the world... Listen to me. People in the world sometimes are deceived. People say, oh, me? I don't steal. I don't smoke. I don't speak lies. I've never beaten anybody before. I've not insulted anybody before. I've not done any bad thing to anybody before. So... I mean, I don't think that God doesn't like me. Are you getting that? But salvation is not based on works. The Bible says that our salvation, Ephesians chapter 2 8 to 9, is not based on works, but it is based on faith in God. And it is by the grace of God. So you might be here today in church, or you may be listening to me by radio Or whatever. Alright. No matter how good you think you are, eh? No matter how good you think you are, you can still not be saved by your own works. You need repentance. You need for your sins to be washed away. You need Jesus to forgive you for your sins. And then, the Holy Spirit is now given to you. And when the Holy Spirit comes into your into your heart, it becomes the mark that now you are a child of God. Give the Lord a wonderful clap of hands. You see, this is why last week I showed you that when Paul came to Ephesus and saw some people, eh? who said they were disciples, he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit? Have you received the Holy Spirit? And, and believers, whenever we lead people to Christ, we must also pray for them to receive the baptism of the Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's very important. It's very important. Everybody sitting in church today, alright, you must be spirit filled with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Very, very important. Very, very important. Amen. And have an amen. Hmm? Now, let us see the life of somebody in the bible so that we can use his life to explain this point there was a man in the bible he was called Simon the sorcerer do you remember Simon the sorcerer the bible says that he walked among the people of samaria and he practiced sorcery the ignorant people of his day were so amazed by his so-called great acts. That they exclaim about him that this, this man is rightly called the great power of God. <laughs> Look at Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8 verses 8 and 9. Acts chapter 8 verses 8 and 9. Give me the NIV. I chapter 8, verses 8 and 9. Now, for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city. And amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great. And all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed... This man is rightly called the great power of God. I see that. This man is rightly called the great power of God. In other words, the people of Samaria claim that Simon had great powers and that those powers came from God. Look at what they said in verse 10. This man is the great power of God. In fact, there's so much believed in him that most, that multitude followed him. Look at verse 11. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. Multitudes followed him. But, brothers and sisters, was Simon really a man of God? Were his powers from God? Was he being used by the Holy Spirit? You see? Look at me. When we're a Christian, you have to be discerning. Discerning means that you should be able to to, to to understand what is going on. Don't be fooled. Because somebody says he's working. He's doing great things. He, 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 he's a man of God. He's a man of God. Don't follow anybody who says that he's a man of God. Don't follow everybody because you know the person um, is doing wonders. Simon the sorcerer was doing powerful things. And the people said that wow. This man has the great power of God. But really, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 20, the Bible says that you shall know them by their fruit. Look at it, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 20. Eh? Thus, by their fruit, you recognize them. How do you know that such a person Is a child of God. Is being used by God. Is a Christian. How do you know? By their fruit. By their fruit. By their fruit. Look at the person's life. Look at the person's life. What do you see closely? What do you see closely? The person is working miracles, but what do you see closely when you go close to the person? By their fruit. Their way of life. Paul said, you have, you have known my way of life. You have known my sufferings. You have known my fate. You have known my manner of life. Not everybody walking around doing miracles is being used by God. Hallelujah. He was definitely not being used by God. We all know that the real power upon a man of God's ministry or in the life of a Christian is given by the Holy Spirit dwells in him. Watch this. Was Simon being used by God? Okay? Ashes. There are spaces in front. Right here. Listen. The people say, this man is the great power of God. Which means that the power that they were seen in the life of Simon was coming from God. But could he, could it have come from God? Because, because, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Look at it. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Give me the King James. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But ye shall receive power that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Hello? And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. Speaking to his disciples who were believers. This one, he was not saying it to the whole population. He was not saying it To both believers and unbelievers, this one, he was speaking. He was just about to ascend into heaven, and he said to the disciples, "When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you get power." So it means that the power in the life of a man of God, the power in my life, the power in my ministry as a man of God, and the power in the life of a Christian. Okay? It's as a result of the Holy Spirit which is in me, with me, and upon me. I get what I'm saying. So if the Holy Spirit is there, then the power that is coming, is coming from the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit is not there, then the power no matter how powerful it is no matter what it does you cannot say that that power is coming from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is not there in the first place <laughs> are you understand? Simon the sorcerer because we are saying that eh All those who don't have the spirit of God, they are not the children of God. But here we find Simon the sorcerer. The people say he was doing great things. Powerful things. There are juju men who can cause rain to come. Yeah. There are magicians who do great things. They multiply money, they change sun into rice. Listen. No, listen carefully. Listen carefully. Because some of you, you follow people like that. There are people around, people on television. People around. And you follow. He's a great man. He's a great man. He's a powerful man. The people say, like, This is a powerful, this is a, a great power of God. Really? Really? So, who is Simon the sorcerer? And I'm explaining that. The power. The source of the power is the Holy Spirit. So the source of the power of God, in the life of a man of God, somebody who is being used by God, is the Holy Spirit in the person. So if the Holy Spirit is there, then we can know that the power is there. I get what I'm saying. But if the Holy Spirit is not there, and how do we know that the Holy Spirit is not there? The person The person is not saved. The person is not born again. The person is an unbeliever. The person is a sinner. We just said in point number one that only believers can have the Holy Spirit. So Simon the sorcerer, who was a magician, who was uh, a diviner, who was a Jew man, who had not repented, could not be a believer. And if you could not be a believer in Christ, you could not have the Holy Spirit. And if you could not have the Holy Spirit, then you could not operate by the power of the Holy Spirit. Christians. Christians. We must have understanding. We must have understanding. We must have understanding. Because you see, we are living in the last days. And in these last days, Jesus said, false preachers, false prophets, false many shall arise and deceive many. And deceive many. And deceive many. Make sure that you are not deceived. Simon the sorcerer deceived the people, just as a lot of people are being deceived today, especially those of you who are building your Christian life on miracles. You want you want miracles. You want instant results. Do you understand it? Look, let me tell you something. If you are a Christian, listen to this, and you read the Bible, you read the Bible all the time, and you meditate on the word of God, you receive not less than 70 to 80% answers to all the problems of your life. Because the Bible says that he sent forth his way to heal them and to deliver them from all their distractions. So all the and when it talks about healing, anything that is disturbing us is like a disease or illness or like a problem. I you that what I'm saying? Anything that is disturbing us in our lives. Yeah. So through the word of God, you receive counsel. You receive direction. You receive comfort. You receive understanding. You receive explanation to so many things that happen in your life. To the word of God. If you are a Christian and you pray daily, okay, you are likely to receive solutions to many of the challenges that you face. Because God Would answer your prayers. Yeah. God will answer your prayers. So, by the time. You finish. Reading your Bible. And praying. You have received answers to most of the problems in your life. So, the need for miracles, power, you see, prophetic directions and other things becomes something that, you know, sometimes, is more of sometimes and not like what you need all the time. But it's in modern day Christians, you, 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 you don't pray You don't pray. You don't pray. You you, you don't study the Bible, which is the truth. Jesus said, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Hallelujah. Are you getting that? You you don't even have a Bible. You must have a Bible. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand, everybody. Everybody. Say the Bible is the word of God. I love the word of God. I have my personal Bible. I study from my personal Bible every day. Look. Look. Honestly. Eh, there, there, there isn't much confusion in my life. Yeah. As I fellowship with God, as I sustain the presence of God. As I pray, as I read the Bible, as I listen to Christian messages, as I read Christian books, I receive solutions, understanding, guidance, instruction all the time. Yeah. My confusion is occasional. Amen? It's very important. If you are not careful, you will be like the people of Samaria who followed somebody who was a Jew man. Somebody who had another spirit. They had another spirit. And because of the miracles that he was doing, they said, this man is a great man. Simon the sorcerer could never be used by God because, number one, he was not saved. And because he was not saved, he did not have the Holy Spirit. And because he did not have the Holy Spirit, the power that he was using was not coming from the Holy Spirit. Now, later on, later on, all right. He wanted to repent when he saw, come with me, Acts chapter 8. Let's read from verse 13. Give me the NIV from verse 13. We are reading to verse 24. Watch this. Simon himself believed. Okay, or maybe go to, um, go to maybe verse 10. And all the people brought her and gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is a divine power known as a great power. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his magic. Watch. He has amazed them for a long time with his magic. With his magic. Don't be amazed with magic. Know the source. Descend. Descend. Coming from. Continue. But when he believed Philip, as he preached the good news, you see Philip. Philip. Who was Philip? Philip was one of the disciples. Yes. In Acts chapter 6, he was one of the deacons that was selected. And the requirement was lesser. Let, go, go back, let, let me show you, Acts chapter 6. We'll come back here. But let's go back to Acts chapter 6. In those days, when the number of the disciples was increasing, the Christian Jews among them complained that the Hebraic Jews, because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food, so the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word of God in order to wait on tables, brothers. Choose seven men from among you who are known. Watch this. Choose seven men from among you who are known to be of the to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them. So they were looking for some people to serve in the church. And one of the main qualifications is that those people must be full of the spirit of God. Now look at me. If you want to serve God, you must be full of the spirit of God. Yeah. If you want to sing in a choir, if you want to be an usher, if you want to be an air if you want to be a technical person, if you want to be a video person, you want to be a pastor, you want to be a shepherd, you understand it. You must be full of the spirit of God you might be somebody who is filled. who is anointed with the spirit of God may you be anointed in the name of Jesus may the lord fill you with his spirit in the name of Jesus yes now verse 4 and we will give our attention and we, and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the way. continue this proposal please the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, also Philip. So here is where you see Philip. Also Philip. Also Philip. This is the Philip who went to Samaria. Amen. Go to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, verse 8. No, f- verse 5. Verse 5. Hallelujah. Philip went down. Philip, Philip. How many of you know Philip now? He was one of the people that was chosen. And one of the reasons why he was chosen was because he was full of the Spirit. Okay? Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed Christ there. Continue. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. Watch, 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 watch. Here we see Philip also doing miracles. So Philip was doing miracles. Simon the sorcerer was doing miracles. Were they all having the Spirit of God? No. The fact that somebody is working miracles, doing great things does not mean that he's a man of God. Hmm? Philip was a believer. He was a believer. So we are told he had the Spirit of God. Simon the sorcerer was an unbeliever. He did not have the Spirit of God. He was filled with demons. Yes. Demons. You have to be careful as a Christian where you go to, who you follow. Yeah. So, that, hey, as for this man, if you go there, he'll give you a child right now. If, if, you, are, if you are a wife, you are a married woman, you don't have a child. Go to this man. You give you a child right now. So people receive river god children. Yeah. River god children. A god of a river has given you a child. And then they are told that every year, every year, you should come and do a sacrifice. Yeah? I wasn't mean, last time one of our brothers came to me. He said, look, that is how we were born. That is how we are born. And every year, we have to go and do some sacrifices. And now I'm a Christian. Should I do it? Yeah. So only those who have the Spirit of God are the children of God. Simon the sorcerer was an unbeliever. Therefore, he did not have the Spirit of God and therefore he was not a child of God. His powers were coming from demons and evil spirits. Yeah. 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 Art chapter 16. Art chapter 16. Those of you, you know, listen. The prophetic gift, listen, look at me. The prophetic gift, the prophetic office, is a scriptural office. One of the gifts that Jesus, when he ascended into heaven, he gave unto men, was the gift of the prophets. Yeah. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, he gave some apostles and he gave some prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. In the Old Testament, there were a lot of powerful prophets. Isaiah, Elisha, Elijah, Elijah eh, uh, prophet Malachi, all of them. Yeah. Now watch me. Watch me. Watch me. There were people who prophesied in the days of Jeremiah. And God said, it's not by me. You are not prophesying by my spirit. You are prophesying by your own desires. You see, listen. Listen. So, not everybody who says, I'm a prophet, is a prophet. How do you know? By their fruit. By their fruit. By their fruit. Watch out for so-called prophets who don't emphasize the word of God. They don't preach the word of God. The the Bible says that in the beginning was a word. A true prophet is a teacher of the word of God. Isaiah was a prophet. When you read Isaiah, you see, most of the time you don't understand what he's saying. He teaches about so many things. He says something small. Come and let us reason together, then you can understand that one. I, I, get what, I get what I'm saying. He teaches. It was Isaiah who said, "Taught about doctrine, precept by precept, eh? Precept by precept, line upon line." Here a little. There a little. It's Isaiah. Yeah. If you take prophet Kakra. Our own prophet Kakra. When he stands to minister face the word. The word. Teaching the word. Explaining the word. Quoting the scriptures. Emphasizing the scriptures. When Prophet Amok came here, he said, a prophet says whatever. You saw it. You saw it. Preaching, teaching the way. He taught the way for about one hour. Because the way comes first. A prophet who is only seeing and hearing. And has put the word of God aside. It's a dangerous prophet. Hello. Yeah. A prophet who does not have the fear of God. Doesn't have the fear of God. Eh? And Old Testament prophets. They didn't only speak good things. They also spoke bad things. They spoke about the judgment of God. They rebuked the people. They spoke to the people to repent and to come back to God. Yeah. Are you here or you go home? Are you here or you go home? Yes. Now, Acts chapter 16 from verse 16. We are going to see a prophetess once, when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which he predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. Continue. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, listen, 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 listen. I'm showing you a prophetess. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are the servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. Now wait, let me ask you a question. What she said, was it true of false? I can't hear you. What she said, was it true or false? Was it true or false? Was it not true that Paul and his people were servants of the Most High God? Was it not true that what Paul and the rest were telling them were the, were, were the ways was the way to salvation? Was it not true? She was speaking the truth. Wow! Wow! Stand up, you. Stand up, you. Eh? And I begin to speak. Sit down, stand up. You, your name is called Direct. Y- yes, it's true, it's true. true. Direct! Direct is my name. We are pastor. Yes, I'm a pastor. You do, you do, you do, you are not employed by anybody, you are employed, you, 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 you do your own business. Yes, I do my own business, it's true. Is it true? It's true. Deeper, no. Have I seen it before? No, no, no. Me hunda. Me hunda. Now watch. Now watch. Watch. Now watch. Everything I'm saying is true. It does not necessarily mean that I am operating by the Spirit of God. Watch this. Watch this. Go back. Go back. The 16. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, We were met by a slave girl who had a spirit. A spirit. What spirit? What spirit? What spirit? Don't be deceived and don't run around. Sit the word of God and pray and ask God to open your eyes. Stop following around. Don't allow people who are not children of God who don't have the spirit of God To mislead you. Watch. She had a spirit by which she predicted the future. Am I not predicting? (laughs) Dot, 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 dot. On the line. She earned a great deal of money for her master's by her fortune telling. By fortune telling. So somebody who says he's profiting by the spirit of God could be a diviner, a fortune teller. The person has a spirit. The person has a spirit. She or he has a spirit, an evil spirit, not the spirit of God. But you see, that is where the confusion comes. Because, there are a lot of great people, honest people, men of God, who are operating by the spirit of God, but some are not. That is why, as a child of God, is you, you have to you have to discern, you have to know, you have to you have to understand your spirit, your spirit itself must agree. Must agree with what is going on. Verse 17. This girl followed Paul and the rest of her shouting, these men are the servants of the most high God who are telling you the right way to to, to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. Now watch. Ah, Paul, are you crazy? Somebody who is speaking the truth, prophesying the truth. Paul, are you crazy or what? What is she saying? It's not the truth. Are you not servants of God? Are you not teaching men salvation? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Because Paul knew that the spirit, the spirit was not the spirit of God. She was using whatever she had to get money from people. Watch people who say they are operating by the spirit. And the main thing is to collect money and make money from people. Watch it. Now watch it. Is there? Go back. Go back. Go back. You see, that's why that's why you should study the scripture so okay. Yeah. That's why you should say the scriptures. Alright? What? She earned a great deal of money for her owners. Great deal of money for her owners. She was employed. Continue. So Paul continue. Cast out the spirit. What was the result? Verse nineteen. When the owners, <laughs> when the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them to the marketplace to face the authority. They beat them. And watch, I want you to see another thing. Go back. How did Paul cast out the devil, the evil spirit? Go back. He said, he said, verse eighteen. Okay. Finally, Paul became so troubled that she, she turned around and said to the Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, watch, how can Jesus Christ sack the Holy Spirit from somebody? Because when you say, in the name of Jesus Christ, it means you Spirit that is there, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. How can Jesus, the Holy Spirit and Jesus are the same. So how can Jesus fight against himself? And Watch. And the spirit obeyed. And the spirit obeyed. He obeyed. Because the spirit was an evil spirit. Brothers and sisters, all those who don't have the spirit of God are not the children of God. Grab your hands for the Lord and stand to your feet. Eh? One more. Uh-huh. But that is why, you see, uh-huh. I imagine, how many of them are happy that we are going to make the service? Because you see, the preaching is finished. How many of you want more? Do you want more? But the time is finished. But don't worry. Take note. Imagine early rain and his present services to the early present service. 11th June. 7am. Make sure that you come early. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. And thank God for the Holy Spirit that is in your life. Lift up your two hands. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that is in your heart. That is in your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Kalimoho Sala. Lift up your hands. Speak in the Holy Ghost, everybody. Speak in tongues right now. Mahalianda. Shaka Bolo Mo Kateri Mose. Abandere Bokoliata Mosikahat Ale Monde. Sheba Boka Batanda Zele. Rabale Mo Kapanda Kalemonde. Sheka Batemende Kamande Rebo Hola. Ayande Mose. maka. Lift up your hands and speak in the Holy Ghost. Speak in the Holy Ghost. Speak in the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have given unto us, Lord. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have given unto us, Lord. Lord. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have given unto us, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Moha, Speak in the Holy Ghost right now. Lift up your hands and your voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. For the gift of the Holy Spirit. That has marked us out as your children. We are grateful. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Put your hands the Lord. Now, close your eyes. This morning, somebody invited you to church. That's why you came. Or you came on your own. But you are not a born-again Christian. You know know that you are living for yourself. As you hear the word of God come, you realize you don't have the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that you can be saved. And you can have this wonderful gift in your heart right now. As every eye is closed, wherever you are standing, if you want me to pray for you so that you surrender your life to Jesus and become a child of God. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to receive Jesus Christ right now. Lift up your right hand, and I'll pray for you. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Very high. Very high. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be saved. I want to be saved. All right. Yes, lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Very high. I want to be saved. Father, I pray for my brothers and my sisters who are coming to you. What a blessing today. What a blessing. Now those of you who have lifted up your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Leave your seat and come to me to the front here. Come here. Take your Bible or your bag, whatever you came to church with, take it and come. Don't leave anything at at where you are. Take what you came to church with. Clap your hands for them and carry them to come. come. If you lifted up your hand, come. If you lifted up your hand, come. If you lifted up your hand, come.
0: Clap your hands for them.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your hands, those of you here. Lift up your hands. And pray this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe with my heart that you are Lord I confess you as my savior. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. Please come into my heart and save my soul. Wash me in your blood. From today, I declare boldly that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my savior. I don't belong to Satan anymore. Thank you, dear Jesus, for saving my soul, for writing my name in the book of Lamb, in Jesus' name, in the book of life. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon. Opus is a Collegon main game. Please note our service times. English services Early Rain service 6.30am to 8.30am His Presence service 8.30am to 10.30am and Love and Faith service 10.30am to 12.30pm Other languages L'Eglise Glorious French